Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the text from Titus, Paul's letter to his church. Looking at the words specifically, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. It is Christmas Eve morning, and we are waiting. We are waiting for many things. Possibly grandparents or other family will be arriving soon. Some are waiting on the birth of their own children, weeks or possibly months away. Some are waiting to taste what retirement might feel like. And yes, some are waiting for presents. But we also wait for the coming of our Lord, both the celebration of His coming as an infant, but more so His second advent that is yet to come. In our gospel text from Luke, Mary was waiting for her child to be born with the knowledge given her by the angel Gabriel. And Luke says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Hearing the words of the song she sang, we can assume she waited with the knowledge her son was the Messiah, the Anointed One. And what do you suppose went on around her as other people awaited the coming of the Messiah? Indulge me for a minute as I give a plausible account of the news contained in the Bethlehem Times, later changed to the Bethlehem Star, on the evening of Jesus' birth that would take place a few months later, and that we are waiting to celebrate in this same place, just a few short hours from now. And yes, you must come back. That is the law. Roman soldiers yesterday moved swiftly into areas of rebellion near Jerusalem and put down a disturbance over taxes that were to be paid as a result of the ongoing census. Many were upset over the apparent double taxation of the Jews. Caesar made his demands, then there are the sacrifices that must be made to God at the temple as well, by some accounts, it all amounts to as much as 33% of a worker's wages. Several were injured, some seriously, but no immediate deaths resulted. A complaint was leveled against one of the temple priests by a woman, a widow, that she had been taken advantage of financially and after the death of her husband. No other family has come forth, and her story cannot be confirmed. The priest has denied any wrongdoing. Traffic has been brutal around the city of David this past few weeks as people stream into the city to be counted in the census called for by Caesar Augustus. Pushing and shoving is common on most streets, and there were reports of some people arguing over what limited food was available in the markets due to the large influx of visitors. Complaints over charging, of overcharging charging have been voiced as well. Housing has also become a problem due to the limited number of guest rooms available. There is some talk of building new inns in the event Quirinius of Syria calls for another census. And in the did you notice section was this. A man from Nazareth, Nazareth, was seen settling his great with child wife into a stall in a stable behind one of the inns here in town. What a way to enter the world. If we move forward some 2,000 years, things are not greatly changed despite our technologically advanced society. Taxes. People are complaining and protesting about the just-passed tax bill that they say will result in too many cuts for corporations and the wealthy 
and not enough tax relief for the middle and lower class. Indianapolis just hit an all-time high homicide number of, I think it's 152 or 153 for the year, and community leaders are demanding actions. Traffic at the nation's airports has settled down slightly now that most people have arrived at holiday destinations. The traffic is heavy this morning in and around shopping centers as procrastinators and last-minute bargain hunters look for deals on gifts as snow is in the forecast, making the possibility of travel later today tricky. You do have to come back this evening. Do you see, in the did you see section, the 83-year-old couple pulled over in New York for a traffic violation, be arrested for 60 pounds of marijuana in their Tacoma pickup they were taking to Vermont as Christmas presents. Really, little has changed since they waited for the first advent of the Messiah and as we wait on his second advent. People were and are going about their lives as Christ comes near. John the Baptist sensed Christ's nearness through the power of the Holy Spirit and leapt for joy as Mary drew near to Elizabeth. But for most, they did not know. How many people walked past Mary with no knowledge that she was really the new Ark of the Covenant that carried the glory of God within her? People walking by probably noticed her being great with child or possibly great with morning sickness. We were given no indication that her pregnancy or delivery were any less painful than any other woman's. Mary was not sinless. Christ was sinless. Innkeepers could probably see her advanced state of pregnancy, but they could not grasp the miracle conceived in her womb. If they had, they surely would have offered her their own room and slept in the stable themselves. But the day went on, people passed by our Lord, and our Lord was born in a stable. How many go past our church unaware that the true body and blood of Christ are here for the forgiveness of sins, and that Christ is truly present in His Word and sacrament to cleanse us from lawlessness and pour His grace upon us? Possibly they were just a few miles away on their way to Vermont from California with Christmas gifts. Others, as the celebration of his birth nears, go about their lives with the knowledge that Christ will come again, but it is fleeting. They are waiting for his coming that may be moments away with no sense of it being so close and no sense of urgency, just trying to be good people. Those on the street with Joseph and Mary probably did their best to do what was necessary in the eyes of the Jewish law and be good people. They tried to keep all the law, the festivals, necessary sacrifices. They circumcised their young men. But was the, was the coming of the Messiah an ever-present reality? Given the sinful nature of all men, the answer would likely be no. They went about their lives worried about the weather, their health, food, animals, war, murder, and their own death. Death was not something that seemed to be welcome with open arms, even among the Jewish people. Years later, people did not come to Jesus during his earthly ministry, asking them to bless the death of their children, their spouses, their sons, daughters, and servants. They came seeking life restored and healing. They sought miracles. But as they waited for the Messiah, they walked right past the miracle, Christ in his mother's womb, and they walked past the stable with the exception of a few shepherds that had been given a divine birth announcement. His glory was hidden. We do not always fully grasp 
the immediacy with, with which Christ may come, and we can fail to realize His true presence with us. We go about our days leaving the Bible on the shelf, prayers unsaid, devotions with our families possibly non-existent even during Advent, not stopping to think it all may come to an end in the next instant. Church attendance on Sundays where Christ comes to us in word and sacrament can play second fiddles to the trials and troubles of this life, even when we are here, when our minds wander during the sermon, or we realize we were singing the liturgy or hymns, and our mind was completely elsewhere, and our mouths were on autopilot. If we cannot keep our minds on Christ while in church, how do we do the good words spoken of in Titus? He said, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are, and this rendering says, zealous for good works. With faith in Christ, we are to be working. Our text speaks of the works we should be attending to as, as we wait on his coming, the works we should be zealous in doing. The work we are to do is to follow Jesus, to take up our cross and follow him. I read a book, in a book by Pastor Brian Wolfmuller where he says we have the answer to the question of what would Jesus do? He would suffer. It is in our suffering that we call out to God and find him near. If you are suffering at Christmas or at any time as a Christian, your mind is on Christ and his promise of salvation. When the doctor gives us the news that our life or that of a loved one may not be destined to be as long as we had hoped or imagined, we come to see Christ and his coming again, possibly soon, even if only for us or them. As we engage the seemingly simple act of praying for those that are afflicted in any way by illness and sin, and ask our Father in heaven to give them comfort and strength in Christ, we suffer with them and share their burden. When we see our own sin and lawlessness and realize we cannot stand righteous and holy on our own before God and His law, we suffer and our conscience, our conscience convicts us. But Christ is with us. The God-child grew to be the God-man that suffered for our sins and now sits in heaven with His shed blood as the testimony of His atonement for our sins. He pays the price so our conscience can be stilled with the peace of the angels that the angels announced at his birth. It is not peace on earth in the sense of world peace so often sung about. It is true peace between God and his creation, between man and God, man that is once more righteous in God's sight because of the gift of faith in his son. The infant that came noticed by few, but he will come again. And we wait and watch for his glorious return even as the events and things around us may tempt us and cause us to stumble, we watch, wait, and pray with a sure hope of, in our salvation, and our works flow out of that hope and faith in Christ toward those around us as evidence of the blessed hope that God has given us in Christ. Amen. And now may this peace which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus, now until life everlasting. Amen.